We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. I'm so thrilled and honored to be uh, spending some energetic time together. I feel so blissed out and blessed by your presence in my life and for being part of Empower Radio. That's our intention here is just to give you tools to live more peaceful, graceful, gentle, clear, bountiful, beautiful, blessed, and prosperous lives. So I hope you're enjoying our network and uh, receiving the gift that so many of the hosts have to offer to you here. And today, I want to talk to you about something that is vitally important and uh, wouldn't be talking about if it wasn't, right? So I want to talk today about the greatest gift that you can offer the world. And I've spoken about this before, but it's such a beautiful um, thought and concept that I want to speak of it again and maybe go about it from a slightly different perspective or a different angle. So the greatest gift that you can offer the world is to be authentically yourself. My teacher said this to me years ago, and I wasn't quite sure what it meant. These days I do. So I love to talk about this for people that uh, are opening to having the conversation. So here's the deal. There's a U-shaped piece of the puzzle on our planet that only you can fill. I think so often we're trying to contort and conform. We're trying to be who we think others want us to be. We're trying to be who our parents or friends um, say we need to be in order to be worthy of love. Or we're trying to work hard and do in order to get money or um, what we think we need to survive. And that is part and parcel of our reality here. Carolyn Mace would talk about how we all have certain archetypes. We have um, the archetype of the inner child. We have the archetype of the victim. We have the archetype of the prostitute. I wasn't sure what that meant, but what that means is where we feel like there's things we have to do to survive in the world, be it to get love or get money. Where do we contort? Where do we sell out? Where do we settle? Spent a lot of time sitting with this because I certainly was pretty contorted by the time I got to adulthood and wondered why my life wasn't working. I was trying to be a piece of the puzzle that I wasn't designed to be. I say all the time, I really admire those people who are um, very um, adept at getting things done on planet Earth. Gosh, did I admire Oprah Winfrey. I was like, I want to be like Oprah Winfrey. I want to be like Marianne Williamson. When I look at them now, it's like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I don't have to be like Oprah Winfrey or Marianne Williamson. It looks hard. It looks heavy. It looks like a lot of work. And I wasn't designed to be them. I guess I had puzzle piece envy. <laughs> if we're trying to be other than who we were designed to be, we're going to be comparing and we're probably going to feel like we're falling short because we're not supposed to be anyone else. Maybe we can look at them for inspiration or maybe there's aspects that we appreciate or admire, but then to take those aspects or qualities or characteristics and figure out how that's a part of ourselves. I like the story Oprah Winfrey <laughs> told years ago about how she wanted to be like Barbara Walters. 
So when she would go on air as a newscaster, she would um, pretend or claim or intend to be like Barbara Walters. And then as she was reading the teleprompter, instead of saying Canada, she said Canada. And then she just busted up laughing. And then she realized, I just need to be me. And it's so wonderful. What a gift she has been to the world as she found her authentic shape. And she said, when other people would say to her, I want to be like you. And she goes, no, I'm doing me. You need to do you. Just like she wasn't supposed to be doing Barbara Walters. She needed to do Oprah. So each of us need to figure out our flow, our current, our rhythm, our particular shape in the world. And that can be finding a balance of sorts. To me, this has been a little bit about exploring and really trying to figure out my particular balance of giving and receiving, my particular balance between being and doing. And as someone who is um, sensitive and introspective, I have found for me, much to my chagrin when I initially, initially figured this out, is that as an introvert and as someone who is sensitive and empathic, I really need a lot of quiet time, downtime, peaceful time, creative time. And for someone who wanted to be a doer in the world, very effective in the world, very um, ambitious, it, it didn't work for me. It wasn't like, it was like God wasn't supporting that. I like something my teachers would say, lean into things to see if God endorses that. Wasn't being endorsed. I was willing to work hard. I was willing to do. I was willing to contort, improve, but it wasn't rewarded because it wasn't who I was designed to be. What I found I needed to do in order to find my authentic shape and what I would suggest or invite you to consider and do is pull your energy back. Pull your energy back. Instead of having those tentacles out there in the world, pull them back. And then imagine, if you will, settling in your heart and allowing that energy to fill you up. And then imagine grounding in the world and imagine that energy from your heart moving up through your body, through your head, into the highest realms of the heavens. And imagine relaxing. Imagine relaxing into your authentic shape. Imagine, if you will, settling into the U-shaped piece of the puzzle that you naturally are. There can be such a relief associated with experimenting and exploring this. As I work with clients and I suggest this, just pull your energy back and relax. Relax into your natural, peaceful, beautiful, natural shape. I often hear them take a deep breath. What does it feel like to just be you? <sighs> it feels good. It feels good to come home to ourselves. It feels good to relax. It feels good to open our hearts and to live from that place of love. But then often we wonder, I know I did, is this really enough? It doesn't feel like it's enough. But as I relaxed and said, God, I want to find my authentic shape. I want to be who you designed me to be. It was sort of like, the world just started to deliver things to me. Opportunities ushered in without me efforting. People and situations 
gifts and blessings, God winks, simply started to show up. Not because I was doing anything, not because I was proving or earning or working. It just showed up. And it was like, this is very confusing. (laughs) But there was so much grace. And what I got was God wants to bless us. The universe has so many gifts for us gifts for us, but if we're running around trying to get, do, improve, we're probably going to miss the blessings that are being bestowed on us. Sort of like if we're running around scraping and scrimping around looking for nickels and dimes on the ground, we're going to miss the fact that there's this thousand dollar bill tree over us ready to drop down our prosperity. And, um, so grateful I stopped looking for those nickels and dimes and pennies on the ground and started to just relax. I just imagined sitting under this tree, relaxing. And then I look up and there's so much bounty. There's so many blessings. There's so much prosperity and joy and gifts and grace available for us, for every one of us. I can't do this for you, but as I have done it for myself and I start to understand the principles, the tools, the concepts, and the terrain, my intention is just to simply live and shine bright and share with you what I know has worked for me. It's about being the living example. And rather than trying to teach, just live it. And then people can go, oh, well, you've done it. Maybe you can tell me how you did that. So as I'm relaxing, leaning against this tree and the prosperity comes to me, what I have begun to understand and what I'm really enjoying is just living from this posture of liberation. Something beautiful happens when we are willing to surrender living from our minds and our fears When we can finally let go of our false mask and our egoic way of being, a liberation of the soul begins to occur when we start to live from the heart, when we start to live from love rather than fear. What I've found is this is a a way of living, of expansion. It's self-revealing and constantly unfolding. It's like a kaleidoscope of endlessly interesting and beautiful images that continue to unfold and express. For me, life these days is an experience of exhilaration and wonder and joy. And the feeling can continue to evolve and expand because expansion is natural. God is here to express and create, explore, and experience through us. But in order to get to this place of grace and joy and expansion and ease, we have to be willing to abandon any role or act that you've put on to please others. You have to be willing to surrender and let go of the need to be liked or loved. It's not easy. It's not natural for some of us. But if we are willing, if we can open our mind to the possibility and be willing to let go of our need to prove or impress or do or please or get love or affection or attention from anyone, again, a liberation starts to occur. 
So after we let that go, then what we do is invite and allow ourselves to be exactly who we are designed, who you were designed to be. You start to cultivate an affection, a gentleness, a receptivity. You create that space for blessings to just naturally start to happen. And this comes by virtue of having our relationship with our soul and with our higher self. We begin to realize the beacon of light that we've been looking for is not out there. That light is deep inside of yourself. Once you start to acknowledge and experience this light within yourself, your life of authenticity can start to reveal itself. And it's an ongoing journey of creativity and discovery. You have an opportunity to learn about yourself. You know how spiritual teachers and masters will say, know thyself. But who we are is an expression of the infinite. So no matter what you think you know, there's always going to be another layer, another opportunity, another um, way of feeling and expressing the uniqueness that is you. And again, you have a uniqueness that you can add to the world that no one else can contribute. And it can be so much fun. Maybe it's not get always fun. You know, it seems to me the people that I know that are really embodying their authenticity have gone through chapters of confusion and growing pains. And it can take the unfun experience of being vulnerable and raw, dealing with our experiences of shame, some of the emotions that aren't fun, not the easy good ones. We have to be willing to be honest. We have to be willing to clean out the closets of our past, clear, heal, and transform Transform our hurts and our heartaches, our guilt, our grief, our anger, and more. But if you're willing to do this, if you are willing to do this, it's like the clouds will part after a storm, the sun comes out, and eventually the rainbows come out. And eventually you're leading and living a life of magic, of light, and of love. And then when you look back on your journey, it will all make perfect sense. So set the intention to find your authentic shape, to love yourself more completely and to live more authentically. Choose to surrender your need to do and prove anything to anyone and instead invite God to participate with you and through you. Invite God and joy to be your guide. Be willing to stretch out of your comfort zone and try new things. I say all the time, life is like a buffet. You try things, you don't like it, you refine them. Try new things, refine them, and then try new things. And allow your inner child to join you and participate in the journey. Again, all of us have an inner child, every single one of us. And that part of ourselves is the part that's fresh from the divine. We all have something called the divine inner child, the magical inner child before any of the wounds start to occur in life. We have this part of ourselves and perhaps it's buried deeply beneath the hurt and the heartbreak and the emotions. But as we clear that, we 
um, get closer to this divine child. And eventually we can hold hands with them and they can journey with us in that sense of joy and wonder, that sense of um, play. And I really believe God wants that for us. It's sort of like, I'm not a mother, but I'm a horse mommy. But I would imagine as a parent, it would bring one great joy to see their child see a butterfly for the first time or something that makes their heart explode with laughter. Maybe um, a puppy or a kitten or when they see something with those fresh eyes of wonder. For me as a horse mom, it's really, really fun for me to give them a new treat and they get so excited and they just you know, lick their chops and their saliva flying everywhere. It makes me laugh so hard. Or when I turn them out in the morning and they kick and they play and they dance and they chase each other and they, they buck, it brings me such joy to see their joy. And I really believe God sees us in a similar way, sees our joy with such joy. He wants to bless and gift us. He wants us to live a life of authenticity and grace and celebration and wonder. He wants to gift us. He wants to bless us. But if we're trying to do life all on our own or living from the mind, that pretty much makes it impossible. So again, the people that I know that are living a life of authenticity and joy are the ones that have gone through a lot of sorrow and heartbreak, have fallen to their knees and then cracked their hearts open. I know for sure that's what's happened for me. When we're going through those heartbreaks, it can be really confusing and devastating. And we may think we're alone or God doesn't love us, but I promise you that's not the case. And sometimes I go back to that girl that was me and I tell her, you're not alone. This is part of the inner child healing work, going back to those memories where we were confused or hurt or alone or felt alone. Say, you're not alone. I'm here with you. God loves you. Just keep breathing. Keep believing. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. And someday this is going to make sense. This is going to make sense someday. So that's a very simple exercise that I would invite you to consider just going back to any of the times you felt really hurt, really confused, really sad and say, you know what, sweet thing, you're not alone. I'm here with you. God's here with you. Your angels and guides are here. Just keep breathing. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. And if you are going through any kind of hurt or heartbreak right now, to be able to say, I'm not alone. I know God loves me. I know there are angels and guides. There are light workers that want to bless me. And I'm opening my heart and mind to receive these blessings. And then just relax. Find your authentic shape. And I think that's when the pieces of the puzzle that naturally fit with our authentic shape can start to show up. Years ago, when I was so challenged in my relationship, I thought something was wrong with me. I kept trying to make it work and it simply wasn't. It made me feel like I was unlovable. But then as I surrendered that relationship and it went away and that was hard, I found my authentic shape. I learned to like myself, know myself, love myself, celebrate myself. The piece of the puzzle that really fit so perfectly with me could show up. Unless we know what our authentic shape is, unless we're relaxed 
and comfortable inside of ourselves, we're not going to be able to attract or recognize the people or situations or opportunities that are a nice, natural, easy, wonderful fit. Another question that you can ask yourself frequently if you want to set the intention to find your authentic shape is the question of what really honors me? What really honors me here and now? If you're presented with an opportunity before you say yes or no, turn inward and say, does this really honor me? And if you sit with that long enough, you will know the answer. You will know. Listen to your heart as a guide. The mind is a wonderful tool, but it, it's best not in the driver's seat of one's life. I found my mind is wonderful. I am indeed intelligent, but it's not the most important piece of the puzzle that is me. The most important piece of the puzzle that is me is love. And it's the most important ingredient piece of the puzzle that is you. So in order to have that life of love, in order to live that life of love, in order to live a life of authenticity, we need to get in touch with that love inside of ourselves. We need to be able to love ourselves completely and unconditionally so we can receive the love that God has for us, so we can receive the blessings and the pieces of the puzzle, the things that fit, and the gifts that God wants to share with us. So if I can encourage you to do anything, it would be relax. Allow yourself to settle in to the U-shaped piece of puzzle that you are designed to be. No more proving. No more trying to get. No more trying to compete. No more comparing. Relax and simply be you. Years ago, a healer said to me, Tammy, I love your purple sparkly toenail polish. And I felt so sad. She goes, why does that make you sad? I said, because this isn't my planet. There's not enough purple or sparkles here on this planet. This planet's kind of brown and gray and just isn't my planet. She goes, but maybe you're supposed to bring the purple and sparkle to this planet. Maybe you're supposed to add that piece of magic to this world. It's, it could use some magic. And so that became <laughs> my touchstone. I'm just going to be me. I'm purple. I'm sparkly. I'm whimsical. I'm kind. I'm lovable. I'm gentle. And so I'm living me, despite what anybody else thinks. And perhaps I have some haters, but I don't pay any attention to them any longer. Not only do I add purple and sparkles, I have a vinyl-wrapped purple color-changing truck that brings so many people so much joy. It's it's very entertaining to drive down the street and have people wave and smile and give me a thumbs up. And some would say, oh, it takes so much courage to do something like that. No, not really. I'm just being me. And I seem to attract other people that think that's, it's fun. It's cool. I bring joy. I'm whimsical. And um, you have your particular qualities and blessings that the world would benefit so greatly from receiving and perceiving and experiencing. So don't make any apologies for whatever brings you joy. Express yourself in ways that feel like fun, that feel like celebration. Let love, let joy, let um, 
happiness be your touchstone. Turn inward and ask yourself often, what honors me now? Perhaps it's sometimes take a nap. Perhaps it's maybe taking a class that just makes your inner child happy. Perhaps it's going on a trail ride. I did that five years ago with some friends and that took me down a different path. And now I have a Frisian horse and a paint horse that bring me so much joy. My mind would have never tried to make this happen or conjure this up. But I'm living a soul-based life now. And I want that for you as well. Because there's no greater joy than living a soul-based life and living in your authentic shape. So if there's anything I can do to support you, know that is my pleasure, honor, and privilege. Get in touch with me on uh, Facebook at Journey to Center or Tammy Balashevsky. And I do a lot of inspirational posts. I do videos. I, there's a lot of picture of my horses. And uh, maybe it will bring you some joy. And I want to inspire you to find your authentic shape and bring your own particular magic to the world. You can also be in touch with me on my website, TammyBPhD.com. Download my free ebook. If you have questions, comments, show ideas, if I've brought up some thoughts that you want to share, I want to hear from you. I really do. So T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D.com. And let's continue to dance and celebrate together. God bless you. Onward and upward. Find your authentic shape. Bye for now.